There are a number of movie genres that have graced the screens of cinema. Whether action-packed, romantic, or hilarious, the options are limitless. One specific type of film, however, has been around for a while and continues to fascinate audiences with each new undertaking. A genre of cat and mouse, good versus evil, and justice versus crime. The gangster film has been around for nearly 100 years in cinema, and within it lie countless classics and stars that have made names for themselves. Perhaps no other actor, however, is as synonymous with the gangster movie than the lead of our subject today, starring as the ruthless and dangerous role of his career, Cody Jarrett. So if you're like me and you enjoy film and the impact and emotions they convey, then grab a glass of your preferred liquid and join me for the next little while. For me, that's a bottle of number nine from our friends at the Magic Cat Brewery in Rochester, New York. So sit back, relax, and let's talk about the love of film. Welcome to Glazed Cinema. people think of the gangster or organized crime movie, most people think of films from the 70s or maybe even later. Classics like Goodfellas, The Godfather, or Scarface come to mind. However, the gangster film is almost 100 years old, beginning with a film titled Little Caesar. A film about a gang robbing banks, it starred Edward G. Robinson as the title character introducing the anti-hero in 1930. The excitement of the film whet an appetite of the public, who wanted more movies like it. Since then, there have been many films following in the footsteps of Little Caesar, adapting, innovating, and laying fresh ground on the tracks of the past. Of the movies that would follow is our subject today, Released just 19 years later, White Heat follows a gang led by the ruthless and crazed Cody Jarrett. Played by the great James Cagney, Jarrett is a man who everyone fears and whose only weaknesses seem to be the sporadic crippling headaches he encounters. In fact, the title of the film harkens to the character's headache fits, in which he describes them as like having a red-hot buzzsaw inside my head. He's a man that will do anything to get away with the job, and he also will do anything for his mother, who is also in the crime game. 
With the public desperate to catch him, they planned an informant within the group. As the grip of justice starts to tighten, the strings holding the crazed criminal together begin to come unfurled. There is a lot happening in this picture, and it feels like a powder keg. The story and pace are also done in such a way that tension builds as the wick begins to burn toward the barrel. It's unlike any film of its kind up to that point, and one of the very best of the genre to this day. It's electric, furious, and action-packed experience within its nearly two-hour duration make it necessary viewing for any film fan, especially those who like the gangster and noir genre. It was also pretty daring for the time, with moments that make the grapefruit smash in 1931's The Public Enemy look like child's play. Alongside Cagney, White Heat features a great and skillful cast. Virginia Mayo plays Jarrett's wife, Verna. Verna is a beautiful, false, and rakish woman. She supports Cody on one hand, while having an affair with his right-hand man on the other. Margaret Witcherly plays Ma Jarrett, Cody's mother. She travels with the gang, and she is just as smart, cold, and calculating as Cody, and has a clear head for business. She and her son are very close, and she also tends to the headaches he sometimes suffers while also looking out for his best interest. Steve Cochran plays Big Ed, Cody's right-hand man. Big Ed is a tall fellow who is courageous, foolhardy, and ambitious. Edward O'Brien plays Vic Pardo, a new member of the gang and an undercover agent of the U.S. Treasury assigned to take the Jarrett gang down. All of these characters intertwine with their own goals and plans, each played well by their respective actor. White Heat is directed by Raoul Walsh, a man who had acted in films and began directing since 1915. Prior to his directorial debut, he learned the ropes through his role in W.D. Griffith's 1915 classic, Birth of a Nation. In it, he edited the film, played two roles, and was also an assistant director. Once he got the feel for the seat, however, he embarked on a long career in directing motion pictures. Throughout the course of his 49-year career, he directed some great films, including High Sierra, The Roaring Twenties, and Gentleman Jim, to name a few. When it came time to begin working on our subject today, Walsh would also reunite with cast members from previous projects, Cagney and Mayo. Cagney always plays well in his films, but something happens in these gangster movies where, in my opinion, he becomes something more. In White Heat, however, he's different. 
Gone is the brash, derisive haughtiness of previous roles. Now, cold-bloodedness, unpredictability, and ruthlessness take hold. We see this very early on in the film, during a train robbery, in which Jarrett hands down excessive judgment on an unarmed man. The first time I heard about this film was from stumbling over it on TV. While channel surfing, I happened upon a shot of Cagney talking with a bunch of sharp-dressed people in what looked to be a hotel room. Recognizing him from previous movies I had seen, I settled in, trusting the star and company to deliver. It was a safe bet to do so. Cagney had a long and prestigious career as an actor, winning an Academy Award and a Lifetime Achievement Award from AFI or the American Film Institute. Coming from nothing, he rose up to film stardom and has influenced several actors to this day. Though he doesn't get the attention that some of his counterparts of the time do, he is among the very best to ever do it. He had an intense style about his acting, and an exceptional skill of portraying his characters and making the scenarios they found themselves in feel all the more real. His range as an actor was also very impressive. He could be bright and cheerful, over the top, calm and collected, driven or manic. He also played in several different genres ranging from crime, western, comedy, war, noir, and musicals, without missing a beat, and oftentimes stealing the show amongst great co-stars. I think that's what made him so successful and believable throughout his career, particularly when playing bad guys. He got his start in vaudeville theater in his 20s, and his first role came in 1929. In 1931, however, he got his big break getting the lead role of Tom Powers in The Public Enemy. The film would prove iconic, influencing future films of the same genre. He went on to star in several more noir and crime films until forcing himself to stop through fear of being typecast. Turning to other genres, he won an Oscar for his role as George M. Cohan in Yankee Doodle Dandy before returning to the genre the fans loved him in. In 1949, he would return to the gangster film with White Heat, which would prove to be his swan song in the genre. This film is infamous for a couple scenes but one in particular was made famous by the performance rather than the moment itself. For anybody who has seen White Heat, you can probably surmise which scene I'm referring to. If you haven't seen it, it takes place in a prison cafeteria. In the scene, Cody is given some tragic news, which sends him into a fury of emotion and anger. Like a madman, he stumbles around punching guards and writhing in uncontrollable agony. 
It's a scene that is quite shocking and highly effective due to Cagney's performance. They took several takes of that scene with different approaches to each one. But in the end, Walsh and the veteran actor decided on the end result and told nobody on set what was about to happen. All of the reactions caught on film that day are simply that. Reactions to an unforgettable piece of performance. During my initial viewing of White Heat, I was so impressed with the film's ability to draw me in and sympathize with its gang of bandits. I feel like this movie is action-packed as performances themselves contain movement and intensity. The drama and friction between each character, along with the feeling that the law is nipping at their heels at times, adds to the intrigue and suspense. Throughout the picture's lifespan, we see a few high-stakes moments, like a train robbery, prison break, and a payroll heist. All of these adding to the stakes that are laid out before us. Gripping dialogue ties these big moments together with small moments like shootouts and car chases to keep us on our toes. Walsh's directing is on point throughout the film, and with the camera lending itself to scenes with little frills or excess, which in my mind only enhances the experience. The momentum never really seems to stop building pressure to the point where combustion seems inevitable. I love this film and can't say enough great things about it. When I first saw it, I happened upon it in the middle of the action, so naturally I had to view it in its entirety. After purchasing it, I watched it again and reveled in its brilliance. Humor, shock, excitement, drama, it was all there. I watched it again with a friend shortly after that. It felt like someone else had to witness this gem and undertake the experience that I had. I really enjoy this film and it inspired me to seek out more of Cagney's movies. I can say with the utmost certainty that without White Heat, I don't know if I would have seen 13 Rue Madeleine, Man of a Thousand Faces, or even Yankee Doodle Dandy. Through that rabbit hole I found myself, I experienced some great motion pictures, and it cemented Cagney in my top five favorite actors of all time. White Heat is a proud staple of my collection, and I've recommended it on numerous occasions to those looking for a good classic movie. I think of it from time to time, especially when I pass one of those large oil refineries. If you're a fan of crime or noir films, or maybe just a fan of old Hollywood, and you have yet to experience this classic, 
I highly encourage you to seek this one out. I don't think you'll be disappointed. If you'd like to watch White Heat for yourself, you can find it on a variety of streaming services. At the time of this recording, you can find it on services like YouTube, Prime Video, Google Play, Apple TV, and Vudu for $2.99 to rent. This episode was written and recorded by me, Brian Kinney, with music by Kevin McLeod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Each week, there will be new content, including hints about episodes before they air. If you'd like to learn more about the podcast, visit our website at glazedcinema.com. There, you'll find more info about the show and a place to submit ideas for future episodes. For film fans who are hearing impaired, the blog page on our website features each episode in written form as well. As always, thanks for listening, and I hope to see you next time with another beverage and another fine film on Glazed Cinema.